Welcome back to Tip Today. The phone lines are open 1800-938-007 or you can text or WhatsApp 0833113311. We got a lot of texts in this morning in relation to uh, driver behaviour and roads issues and I'll bring them to you uh, in this hour. But first of all, new research shows that Ireland had no excess deaths during the core pandemic years of 2020 to 2022. This research published by the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development shows that Ireland was one of nine OECD countries to avoid excess deaths during this period, registering the fourth lowest rate behind New Zealand, Iceland and Norway. Professor of Health Systems in the School of Nursing in DCU, Anthony Staines, joins me now. Anthony, good morning. Good morning. Good to talk to you this morning, Anthony. Thanks for joining us. I'm sure a lot of people, though, are very confused (coughs) by this report. So, first of all, what is the definition of excess deaths? Excess deaths is more deaths in a particular period of time than you expected for, based on the figures from some previous periods of time. And, you know, people are confused by it, including, unfortunately, uh, the Department of Health. Because if you took their press release at face value, what it would say was that COVID actually improved the health of the Irish population, which I think is something that people would find very hard to believe. Absolutely. I think they've just misunderstood what the report says. The report itself is a nice piece of work. You know, it's a very solid, substantial piece of work looking across all of Europe, looking at death death figures from a whole set of European countries to see what happened. And they, they start by comparing the years 2015 to 2019 and the years 2020 to 2022, so the pre-COVID years and the, the, the main years of the COVID pandemic so far. Right. So that that's the first question: is did did you have more people dying in those in that period, uh, in the later period with COVID, than you had in the earlier period? Because the assumption is you'd have roughly the same number of people dying, and you had more people dying, far more people dying because of COVID mostly. And there's a detailed explanation of why that is so. Then they 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 ask themselves a second question. The assumption that you can do this and that it makes sense is an assumption that the population hasn't changed. Mm. So if loads of people had left Ireland, the same number of deaths would be a much higher rate of deaths in 2021 to 2022. If the population had got older, you'd expect more deaths Mm. in 2020 to 2022. And the correct, the correct analysis is to say the population in Ireland is getting older. And unlike a lot of European countries, where the population aged maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, our population is getting older right now. So our, the, the number of older people in our population is rising fairly quickly. And that isn't true for many other European countries. Okay. So we have a very young population, but we're getting more and more older people. And because of that, you'd expect to see more deaths between 2015, between 2020 to 2022 than between 2015 and 2019, just because the population is getting older. Yeah. And that argument's been raised previously by a number of people, and it's a perfectly sensible argument. And what the OECD did was they said, right, 
let's look at the actual figures. Let's look at how many older people there were in each country, how many younger people there were in each country, and let's look at the death rates in those people and see what happened. And that's where the figure that the department produced comes from. It's very confusing. It feels a little bit like it's fluffing the figures, though, a little bit, especially when during the height of COVID, we were seeing daily reports up to over 100 people dying from COVID. So how could there not have been excess deaths during that period? It is very confusing. And what you've got to, what's missing from the department's press release, what they should have got in their press release is this. Across Europe, death rates have been falling fairly steadily for many, many years. I mean, death rates in Ireland have been falling since the 1960s. So since my childhood, death rates have fallen. And death rates fell quite significantly between 2015 and 2019 across Europe mm-hmm. and across and in Ireland. What happened in 2020 was death rates went up. Without COVID, death rates would have kept going down. Right. They didn't. They went up. And they more or less stayed up. In Ireland, they went up in 2020. They dipped a little bit in 2021. And they went up further in 2022. But we don't know about 2023 yet, because it's only the 3rd of January. Mm. But what should have happened without COVID is our death rates would have continued to fall. And they have done that calculation. It's in the report. There's a whole chapter about it in the, the OECD report. And what that says is we had a lot of extra people died across Europe because of, because mainly because of COVID. There were also deaths, particularly in Southern Europe, because of very high summer temperatures in 2022. But it was mostly COVID. Yeah. And that's the impact of COVID. So all all of these are different ways of looking at the same question. And actually they don't, If you look at the order that countries come in, countries that had very high rates of excess deaths also had high death rates, also came out badly in the comparison of mortality rates over the years. Countries that had lower excess death rates, and we're one of those countries. we, We didn't do badly during COVID. We didn't do everything right. We didn't you know, we, we, we certainly made mistakes. We need to learn from those mistakes. So if we have another pandemic, or when we have another pandemic, yeah, we will do better. But it, it, this well, report feels like a contradiction because even if you look at news headlines, I'm looking at one from February of last year where it says mm-hmm. Ireland's excess mortality rate now the fourth highest in Europe. There's also uh, newspaper headlines from that time that funerals were having to be delayed because of the increase in the number of deaths putting pressure on mortuaries and funeral directors. Yeah. So why is this report then such a contradiction? It's a, it's a different way of looking at the same question. There's lots of different ways of looking at deaths. The most important one from the, for, you know, a healthcare point of view is the actual number of deaths. And the actual number of deaths went up sharply. That's, That's what drove everything else. But the population was getting older at the same time. The number of deaths was going to go up anyway. But the underlying death rate was falling. 
So there was more than one thing happening. And that's one of the reasons the stuff we do can be a bit tricky because there's many things happening at the same time. But the, the figures are pretty clear and the, the OECD report is clear. The press release is far from clear. But yeah. the report itself is quite clear that COVID had a very substantial negative impact. A lot of people died from COVID. A lot of people are still dying from COVID across Europe. And these are people who, without COVID, would have lived, would not have died. Now, obviously, everyone dies eventually. If you wait long enough, everybody dies. Mm. But COVID brought death, brought on death earlier, killed people who would otherwise have lived for many, many years in pretty good health um, and had a huge impact on our population, on our health system. Now, the vaccinations have changed a lot. Vaccinations reduced the risk of death by a factor of about 10, which is huge. That, that's an enormous reduction in risk. So you're 10 times more likely to die from COVID if you're not vaccinated, roughly, than if you are vaccinated. But now we're at the stage now, though, post-COVID, where there is a lot of suspicion being cast on vaccinations mm. and maybe what may have been caused as a result of vaccinations. Uh, we know a lot of cases of myocarditis being blamed on, on the vaccine itself. Mm. Um, well, what, what we see with myocarditis is that, yes, the vaccine does cause myocarditis, but COVID causes myocarditis yeah, as well. Yeah. COVID causes a lot more myocarditis than the vaccine does. And it's inclined to be more severe. So people recover, people who've got vaccine myocarditis, which is a very rare complication, but it is a real complication. People who have had vaccine myocarditis almost always recover. Mm. People who get COVID myocarditis often recover, but not always. Yeah, so we, that's you know that, that's a trade-off. It's a trade-off we make with with vaccines. Most vaccines cause some kind of side effect. We use vaccines because the side effects are much less severe than the side effects of getting infected. When, Anthony, will we become aware or will we have information in relation to mortality rates and death rates for 2023, which will be very interesting to look at um, to see mm. the effect that either COVID or vaccines have had on the health of the nation? We have, a, we have quarterly death for, for the first part, the first half of 2023. I haven't looked at them, but they do exist. CSO will be producing a report on mortality. I would imagine it's usually about the middle of the following year because it does take time. We, we have a death registration system, which is not great. So our death statistics are not wonderful because we, we didn't reform our death registration system very effectively. But it's a good indication of, what, of changes over time. Mm. So we should, we should have a good idea by the middle of this year but you know, where COVID is not over, you go down, you go into any of the local hospitals and talk to them about COVID. There are wards full of people with COVID yeah. in most of the hospitals. There are people with COVID in the emergency departments. There are people with COVID working in in the hospital. There are staff all sick because they have COVID. 
And one of the things I would question is this. WHO have strongly recommended that we should have universal masking in healthcare settings. And we don't. That's not a recommendation that the Irish government is bringing forward. But I think they probably should. Because there's just, there is a lot of COVID around the place. Yeah. A lot of people getting infected. And we, need, we all need to do what we can to reduce risks. And that means, means in the first place getting vaccinated. Because that really does work. It greatly reduces your risk of death. Then it means cleaning up the air. You know, we know how this virus spreads. It spreads through the air. And we've known that since probably May of 2020. It's been pretty certain that was how it spread. But we haven't acted on it. We haven't said, okay, that's grand. It spreads through the air. Bring in ventilation. Bring in air filtration. Bring in masking where we can't ventilate or filter the air. Mm. We've, that's, that's where we should be at. Because we're seeing long, we're seeing a lot of cases, and we're seeing a lot of people with, you know, post-COVID symptoms with long COVID, which can be quite severe, yeah. can be quite devastating for people. We've also spoken to people on the show and people within the health service themselves mm. um, who have suspicions or worries about how either, they don't know which, either COVID or the vaccine has seemed Mm. to play a role in cancer and the various Mm. cases of cancer that we're seeing in a lot of people since COVID, which is very fast, very aggressive cancers. Can we attribute anything um, from those cases to either COVID or vaccinations? There's no evidence at the moment that vaccination has anything to do with cancer. We know that COVID suppresses your immune system quite significantly. And your immune system is one of the things that controls the speed of the spread of cancer. Okay. But I'm not aware of any... I'm not aware that COVID itself causes cancer in any way. Okay, so it could be down to, to maybe the the effect it has on the immune system itself. It could be, but I don't yeah. know. I just don't, plain don't know. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know whether it, it has any impact at all. Uh, there, there's a lot of conversations on social media about it, but there's not a lot of evidence yeah. about it. And when you try to track down case stories, you know, what, what you find what's happening is that anyone who dies suddenly the vaccine is blamed. Yeah. And to be honest with you, there's there's a fair number of people on social media who are really causing a lot of distress by claiming that vaccines have caused individual named deaths of individual people. People do die suddenly. People have always died suddenly. But you don't want... If you're dealing with the grief and the loss of the completely unexpected death, of a member of your family. You don't want to find a herd of anti-vaxxers jumping up and down on social media saying, is the vaccine, is the vaccine? If you didn't have them vaccinated, this wouldn't have happened. There isn't any evidence that that's true. And we've, we've had this before. We've had this with other vaccines. You, you may or may not remember the measles and autism yeah. work. Uh, there's huge work showing that measles vaccination has nothing to do with autism. But a lot of people still didn't get measles vaccinations, and a significant number of them died. If you there's a case study from Samoa 
where an anti-vax group moved in. People stopped getting vaccinated against measles. And there was a disaster because measles is a serious, serious illness in small children. COVID is a serious, serious illness in adults and children and everybody else. So we, we use what protections we can against it. Yeah. And the evidence is pretty clear. These vaccines have been extensively studied. There are large scale there are large scale clinical trials. There are also large scale what they call post marketing surveillance. So you, you look to see are there side effects. But no, the, there's been no long term study done on the vaccines though, to be fair. But the vaccine, COVID has only been with us since the very end of 2019 in China. Yeah. So you can only study, you know, you, if you got a new virus, you can only study it for as long as it's been around unless yeah. you have a time machine. So there are, we we did have extensive studies of side effects of, vaccina- of COVID vaccination. That's how we identified myocarditis. That was that was found because we looked for we looked for side effects of the vaccination and myocarditis popped up. Yeah. So And that's how we, we know what it's like. We know that it's we know that in the overwhelming majority of cases it's mild and it's self limiting. Yeah. We also know because we've looked very carefully that COVID itself causes myocarditis, which is sometimes not at all mild and not at all self limiting. Mm. And can be very, very, very nasty. So okay. that, that's that that's that is the reality. Yeah. And we've studied what can be studied. So you would be advocating then the return of mask wearing in health settings? In healthcare settings, yes. I think yeah. at the moment, yes, I would, because the the prevalence of this disease is very high and it's probably rising. Uh you know, the, the UK data says that it's going up. We tend to track the UK pretty closely. We don't have good Irish data, but certainly the number in hospital is significant. Um, and we, it makes sense to do what we can to reduce those numbers. Yeah. Because remember, if you're, if you're working in hospital, you're a nurse working in hospital and you get COVID and you're out sick for however long, Who's going to look after the patients you're looking after? Because yeah. they're still there. You're sick. You're not able to look after them. You may need to be looked after yourself. So it's it's really imperative to, you know, keep our healthcare staff healthy. Okay. And it's imperative to keep our hospitals safe places for patients. For patients. Yeah. Anthony, we'll have to leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for joining us Thanks today. Thanks indeed. Take care That's, now. That's uh, Anthony Staines, their Professor of Health Systems in the School of Nursing in DCU. Some reaction to that. Pat's on the line. Pat, stay with us. We'll be back after this. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie